Welcome to the Contagious Hope Podcast, where we believe that things don't just happen by chance, but that God is working in every detail of life. We believe, like the Bible says, that he who began a good work in us will bring it to completion. So he's not done with you yet, and there is much hope to be had as we seek out the abundant life Jesus promised and daily move closer to our heavenly home. So with that said, let's jump right in to our next episode of Contagious Hope. Welcome back to the Contagious Hope Podcast, and today is Palm Sunday. So we've been talking about the qualities and characteristics of our God. Well, today we're going to kind of interrupt that and talk about Palm Sunday in anticipation to the greatest day that has ever arisen on the face of this earth, and that's the day when Jesus rose from the dead, when our Lord and coming King defeated sin and death And for believers, for Christians, for all time, we point to that day where new life arose not only for Jesus, but now has arisen for us as we have a chance to be saved. So I'm going to read in John chapter 12 today, verses about Palm Sunday. And I want you, as as we read this, to ask yourself, where are you in this story? John 12, verse 12, the next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it as it is written, do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first... The disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize these things had been written about him and these things had been done to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere Look how the whole world has gone after him. So you have some people here. You have some people that are laying down palm branches and shouting in the moment, feeling the frenzy, feeling the energy, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You have his disciples who did not understand all this, verse 16 says. So they're in it, but they don't understand it. They're scratching their head. And there are times that we are in one of these two groups. Lord, I'm praising you. I'm glorifying your name. And then in the same breath, but Lord, I don't understand exactly what you're doing. And then there's this interesting third group. And there's the Pharisees who are getting upset because they're jealous and envious. But then there's this, I guess, fourth group uh, that they had heard that he had performed this sign And so they went out to meet him. They want to see Jesus. They want to see what's going on. And we know that this has happened before. We we know that Herod had heard all the stories about Jesus. And so he wanted to see before Jesus was crucified. He wanted to, to, almost as if Jesus was a sideshow, wanted to get Jesus to do a great miracle so that he could kind of perform for him. 
like he's a circus performer. So listen to this. Now there were some, this is verse 20. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request, Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. They want to see him. They don't, they're not saying, I want to follow Jesus. They're not saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. They're saying, hey, I, I want to see what this guy is all about. I want to see him. Almost like he's a sideshow. Philip went to tell Andrew, and Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus, now listen to Jesus' response. So Jesus knows there is a group who it seems wants to praise him, or they are praising him. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They're laying down palm branches. They're worshiping. uh, They're praising Jesus. It kind of makes you wonder where all those people were when he was hanging on a cross. But anyway, in this moment, they're doing a good thing. And then you have this altogether uh, honest group of people, his disciples, his close friends, who are scratching their head and they're not understanding what all is going on. So if you're in that group, if Jesus is doing something in your life, you're like, I don't know what he's doing. I can't figure this out. Guess what? Join the disciples who were heroes in their own right in the faith. But then I want to focus a little bit today on, on this group of Greeks that say, hey, we want to just see Jesus. Are you there? Are you in that space where... You're, you're really not ready to say, I'm ready to give my life for Jesus. I'm ready to die for Jesus. I'm willing to give up everything. Because Jesus said, hey, what does it benefit a person if he gains the whole world yet forfeits his soul? He said things, crazy things like, hey, if they hate you, don't be surprised because they hated me first. And then he tells his disciples, hey, listen, uh, compared to your love for me, you should hate your own life. In other words, whatever you're willing to give up, it's worth it. And we see this even at the Last Supper. As Jesus says, one of you is going to betray me. And they go around the circle and apostle by apostle says, Surely not I, Lord. Surely not I, Lord. But when it gets to Judas, Judas Judas says, Surely not I, Rabbi. Because to Judas, Jesus was a great teacher, but he wasn't Messiah. He wasn't Lord of his life. So anyway, we have these Greeks who want to, to see Jesus. And listen to what Jesus says. Jesus replied. He goes deep, really quick. Jesus replied. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies... It remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. And anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant will also be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice from heaven came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there heard it and said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. 
Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The crowd spoke up. We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. How can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? So they too did not understand. Jesus told them, you're going to have the light just a little longer. Walk while you still have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. And when he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. So you have groups of people here. You have people who are saying, Hosanna, glory in the highest. And they are, they're getting caught up in the moment. And praise God, that's that's really a good thing. Because Jesus said, if you don't praise me, the rocks will cry out. And then you have his closest friend and companions who don't understand what all is going on. They're just, it's like they're just watching the scene unfold. And well, then you have the Pharisees who are envious and jealous. And then you have these Greeks who just want to catch a glimpse of, of the show, so to speak. And Jesus goes, says to them and goes really deep, really quickly. And I'm asking you, where are you in this story? Because Jesus tells the Greeks immediately that his soul is troubled. That if, very truly I tell you in verse 24, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it while anyone who hates their life on this earth on this in this world will keep it for eternal life whoever serves me must follow me and where i am my servant will also be and my father will all honor the one who serves me are you ready to commit on this easter week to jesus are you around the circle saying or calling him rabbi is he just another good teacher or is he your lord Because if he's your Lord, he has rule, dominion, and reign over every part of your life. And you're willing to go to the death, to follow him to his death, and die to yourself daily so that he can be Lord. And so that then your single kernel will produce many seeds. And then your soil and the four types of soil in Matthew 13 can be the soil that produces 30, 60, or 100 times what is sown. So where are you in that story? Are you one of the people who's saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, but maybe would be nowhere to be found when it comes down to it, when Jesus is hanging on the cross? Where were all those people? Just a question. Are you one of the apostles, one of the disciples that sees all this unfolding and quote unquote doesn't understand? They're just kind of scratching their head. Are you a Pharisee who's envious of the attention that Jesus has gotten? Are you a Greek who says, hey, I want to catch a glimpse of this guy. I want him to do a, do a miracle for me to, to see. Or, or, or I want to see Jesus do something really cool because you want to see the show. Or are you the person at the beginning of this chapter? I saved the best for last.
John 12, verse 1, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume, and she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He not, did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And as keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. Leave her alone. Jesus replied. I mean, in the ultimate bodyguard facing the bully kind of moment, Jesus to this sweet and simple woman who was adoring him, who was willing to give up, who knows how expensive and how much she treasured in her heart this perfume that she had been saving for a just a special moment that she did not know how it would unfold or when it would unfold, or frankly, even maybe if Jesus would have would have been the beneficiary beneficiary of this fine perfume, but he was worth it. Jesus is worth it. You all, on this Palm Sunday, hear me say, no matter what it takes, no matter what you would give up, Jesus is worth it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Jesus says, she has made me her priority. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. What a beautiful song. Some of you right now, the things of earth have not only not grown strangely dim, they are ruling over you. You are a type three soil. Remember in Matthew 13, the four types of soils, the third type of soil. It says the the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth are choking out the seed's effectiveness. Mary said, hey, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody thinks. On this day, let me show Jesus. He is my life and my heart's Priority, what's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all of your strength. Are you willing to give him everything? Jesus says, no greater love hath a man than this, than he laid his life down for his friends. And you are my friends. And we think that's great. Jesus laid his life down for us. But guess what? Listen, unpack that. Greater love hath no man than this, than he, than let, than he, that he would lay his life down for his friends. 
which, and when he looked at them and said, you are my friends, it means I expect you to do the same for me. So where are you at on this Palm Sunday? Where are you at in the crowd? Are you all caught up in, in, in praise and worship at church on Sunday morning? But when it comes down to it, have you devoted and given your life to Jesus wholeheartedly? Are you one of the Greeks that just wanted to catch a glimpse of the show? I want to see Jesus, not follow him, not die to myself, not make him Lord and Savior, not call him the Messiah and live in a way that shows that I'm dedicated to him with everything I have, say, do. Are you married? Are you willing to, with everything you have, say, Jesus, have your way in me. You are my Lord. And for you, I would do anything. I would give anything. I'll say anything. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. Have your way in me. So, Father, that's our prayer. That is easier said than done. You know our flesh. And you know, Peter says, I will go with you to the death. He proclaimed. And then he denied you three times. You know that, God. You know that Moses, the most humble man on the face of the earth, struck the rock in a way that did not honor you. And so it did not allow him to go into the promised land. Lord, the stories are endless. David, the man after God's own heart, also committed adultery and murder. You know our flesh. So in the name of Jesus, Make our hearts sanctify us and make us like our Lord Jesus. Make our heart 100% on this Palm Sunday devoted and dedicated to you. Lord, make it be. Let it be. Make it happen. That's our prayer. And we love you. It's in Jesus' holy name that we pray that you would do something that we can't do ourselves. And by the power of the Holy Spirit that we pray. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus be with all God's people. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Contagious Hope. Be sure to follow our Instagram page at contagious.hope.podcast and feel free to DM any questions you have concerning any topics discussed. Signing off for Contagious Hope, where Jesus gives us all the hope we'll ever need.